to a brand new episode of Virtual Coffee. My name is Alexa Collier, and on this podcast, I have virtual coffee with innovative and accomplished early career professionals and small business owners. Now with me today is Isabel Agard, the founder of Last Object. Isabel and a few others founded Last Object in 2018, and the company has since launched three products, Last Swab, Last Tissue, and Last Round. Her company's mission is to eliminate single-use items by creating reusable, sustainable alternatives, and their purpose is to provide the world with sustainable choices. Last Object is based in Copenhagen, Denmark, and I'm really looking forward to hearing Isabel's journey. Now, before we dive into her episode, I'd really appreciate if you could rate and review Virtual Coffee on the Apple Podcasts app. You can also find us on Instagram and Facebook at Virtual Coffee Podcast. Thank you so much for your support and happy listening. Now let's hear more about Isabel's journey. Welcome, Isabel. Thank you so much for speaking with me today. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Yes, I'm so excited to hear your journey. You've been following your company on Instagram and just love everything you guys are doing. So to kick things off, I would love to hear Last Object's mission in your own words and where the idea came from to create this business. Well, we started, I think, about one and a half years ago now. We're all three designers, the founders, and we were sitting in a, in a shared office space and have designed so many different things in different areas. I was working at hospitals at that point, and the, the boys were working on a lot of different furniture and design for kitchens and stuff like that. And we were just talking over lunch about like what we really wanted to do. And we just all had this want and need or feeling that we wanted to do something that really meant something, something bigger, something that really made a difference for the environment. And this is kind of how we started looking into, okay, if we had to do something, then we should do something that really was big. And we should really make sure that, of course, design is what's solving the issue, but, but also mm-hmm. figure out where can we really make it difference and this is where single use kind of popped up and we looked at all these crazy numbers on how many single use items that are used and discarded and different materials and everything about the production and that's where we actually there saw a goal we wanted to reduce single use items and then we tried to figure out where to start and the q-tip was our first design it was the first one we really solved really well and we felt like okay we have we have this uh, that we can start getting out in the world and see if, if people agree with us and if they want it to use our product. So that's where it all started. I love how you mentioned you were just talking over lunch and, you know, I'm sure it was through several discussions, but discovered this problem with single use products and boom, you have a you have a company, although I'm sure it wasn't as easy as just saying boom or snapping your fingers. But that is excellent. I love that that you all started with a problem and also were able to leverage your passion for design and wanting to help the environment to solve for that problem. Now, you know, you mentioned the last swab. I would love if you could describe some of the other products you sell. I believe you have last swab, last tissue, last round. Would just love to hear more about the products themselves. They all come from the want and the idea and the mission to reduce the single-use products. So Last swab is a Q-tip, a reusable Q-tip. So it has a very like strong core. It looks exactly like a Q-tip. This is very important for us in all our product design is that we really go back to the single use element and see where and what 
are the characteristics. So you're not in doubt of how you're going to use it, how you're going to apply it in your everyday life. So it looks exactly like Q-tip. It has a very strong core. And then the ends are made of a more like soft, almost like a silicone feel, but it's TPE. And we have two versions, one for makeup, one for your ears. One for your ears has like more of a textured feel to it. So it can kind of grab more. It's really good if you want to put on oil on different areas of your body. It can kind of catch the, the liquid in a sense. The makeup version has more of a like smooth surface, still the same TV, like silicone, rubbery feeling. And then it, it has more of a pointy edge for edits and a rounded edge for more uh, smoothing surfaces or putting on eyeshadows. How do you wash them? Do you just wash them by hand? Um, do you throw them in the in the washing machine? So the different products have different components and different uses. Let's swap is just underneath the sink. You wash the ends. You can sterilize them, not in boiling water. That's not good for the material. But yeah, you can. You just wash them up there in the sink. Excellent. In warm water and soap. And with the tissues, you can you put all the tissues washing back typically because they're quite small. So that's very simple. And the the container itself. The Outlast tissue is made of silicone, so this can is actually dishwasher safe. And with last round, uh, the rounds are actually a mix of the two in a sense in the washing department because when you use last round, which is a replacement for cotton rounds, cotton pads, when you use them to remove makeup or clean your face or peel anything um, in that area, you can actually just wash them under the sink with water and soap. And what I do actually, I use them throughout one, two months. And then I put them in a washing bag and put them in a washing machine. So they can do both, but it's easier to do it maybe once a while. Excellent. Yeah, I love how even the, the packaging can be washed and seems sustainable as well, which is is just excellent. Yeah, these products are also just so beautiful. And even how you present them online and sell them, it just, yeah, they're just very beautiful. And I, I do want to dive into your design background in a second. But one other quick question is, where do you ship your products? Are you shipping them internationally, just in Denmark? We ship all of world and we launch all our products actually on kickstarter but after that and when they end up in our workshop we also sell in around 500 stores now so oh wow maybe in your local neighborhood we have a, a shop locator on our website if you want to like just check them out yeah congratulations on that i mean getting into a store that's a huge accomplishment awesome thank you yeah you know, speaking of, of this journey of launching Last Object and, you know, now you're in stores, I just want to know more about the major steps you took or perhaps the challenges you faced. Just what comes to mind, you know, highlights of this business journey. Just kind of walk me through that a little bit of the steps you and your founders took. Yes. Well, in the beginning, we used a lot of time on, of course, product development. Last swap came very easily. I think up until the Kickstarter. We've been working the story, how to display it, how to really communicate uh, the issue and also communicate uh, how we can solve or how you as a consumer can solve a huge issue by using a product like this. So this is mostly been the work that we've been completely covered by 
But uh, after launching, I think we've been on Kickstarter for three days and we got copied. And, and this is very typical for Kickstarter. I didn't know this. And, and we did, we've never, we've done Kickstarters, but not as successful a product <laughs> to be copied. Yes. So I think that was really hard for us to figure out, like, what's new because do you lose a lot of money on, you know, tracking all these copies down and getting them closed? Uh, we had a patent pending at that point and that's gone through now, but it's also a lot of money to use on lawyers and on, on registering your design. And we wanted to do a lot of different products, so it's just that was actually for us as a startup really something that we have to deal with because this could be something that would kind of end for us if we didn't make sure that that we did protect ourselves in this sense. And if our copies had actually been good quality, I wouldn't have that big of a problem with it because there are plenty of people mm-hmm. who want <laughs> last swab in our product. So if we, we want to share that space, that, that that's not the issue. It's mostly the issue that people that think that they're getting the quality that they're getting with our product, but then they're getting something that's very cheaply made and that breaks after a few uses. And then I feel that we're contributing somebody having a business that's actually making more harm on the planet and that just feels so the opposite of what we wanted to create right yeah that sounds very challenging yeah i couldn't even imagine you know you're you're just kicking off your your startup you're trying to figure out the business in and of itself let alone developing the products selling the products getting on kickstarter now you have these folks coming in who are just trying to to copy and steal your idea like oh gosh yeah that I can't imagine trying to handle that all at, all at once. Yeah, but I feel like now, looking back at that period, that's kind of what we were very focused about and what was maybe one of the harder things. We also felt a huge backup from the community. There were so many people that were fighting our cause, like, oh my God, there's a copycat here. People would, like, not us, but other people uh, who were had maybe pledged on our Kickstarter would start, you know, handing the other companies out, like, you shouldn't buy this, this is crap. So it was, there was also, like, a really huge team. It wasn't just a little team here at the office. It was just, like, okay, people actually want this product, and it's not just disgusting. It's actually something that is a habit that they'll take in, and they don't mind washing something and using it again. It was, like, a a period where we were very, we were fighting, and we were trying to figure out what to fight for and how and why, but we were also just overwhelmed by the extreme support and backup. And and you could see that this little community was starting to shape and it was out of our control. It was actually just such a positive, really good positive period. It's very happy for me to look back on it. And now we have a system and we know what to do and, and, and we're much more prepared every time we launch a new product. I'm really happy you bring up that perspective as well, because it seems because you and your team did things right in the beginning, you know, with the design, with solving for a problem, with promoting how a customer can help resolve, you know, and help the environment, uh, you ended up with a solid customer base and an audience who fought for you and fought for your company because you built up that trust and that audience. I think that just goes to show that if you do your very best at the beginning, like just starting off by doing your very best, you just get that, that community, like you're saying, and that can just go so many places and support you in so many ways. Exactly. And that's just not something that you can kind of calculate. It's not something that we've dreamt of happening. So that was just really, really positive part. Yeah, that's awesome. I'm curious what advice you may have for those who are 
who are just beginning their journey on their startup or their small business, whether it's advice that you wish you knew or advice you can now give because you've overcome some of those challenges, just what comes to mind on on some advice you would have for those just starting out? I think being self-employed and creating your own company and the job or like the hours are endless. So there's there's no real stop. The only stop you have is yourself. And we've been in business in different companies in different areas. So we've done this for many years, but I could feel like when you really touch something that you're passionate about and you want to run and want to work all the time, night, day. And there was a court there are of course periods of time, for example, up until a launch or when we're product developing where you have to kind of then make sure that your private life knows that, okay, now is a, a period where I have to be working a lot and there's going to be a lot of things that we have to work through in a very short period of time. But for yourself and looking back, I really feel that it's also very important to take time out then so that you also take some go periods. And I would say my brother is much better at just working a lot where I need to actually pull myself out of the concepts sometimes to kind of rewind and okay I also have a family I also have you know all of these other assignments throughout my day where I need to also be positive so I think that's something that I've learned throughout the years and something that I value and I have to keep having very present in my life and being aware because that you can kind of especially when you're so passionate about what you do you kind of get lost in it and that's fine when you're and in school, but it's just different when you get older. I think that's really a thing. And then also being very present where you are. So if you're at home, just be very present there. Don't be on your phone, don't check, don't fix. And then when you're at the office, don't don't keep the other line. It should be open, but it's just it's really, really important that you're present where you are because then you get more stuff done. I think those are great pieces of advice and it it seems what you're saying and what I what I love that you're saying is your priorities can change and shift throughout the day, throughout the hour, right? And there's going to be periods where your business, your startup, your work needs to be number one for however many weeks, months, days, hours. However, sometimes like you're saying, family that needs to be priority for, for this time or when you're home or when you're hanging out with them in the moment, they are your number one priority and work comes last. I think that's very important for people to understand is that your priorities can shift within a day. And like I'm saying, within even an hour of itself, I'm with you as well. I, I agree. If if I only focus on work, then it just consumes my life. And now all of a sudden, I'm not even hanging out with my husband. And I don't want that. So I also need to pull myself away from work and take time to to be in the moment. I appreciate that advice. I think that's excellent. So I'm interested in knowing more about you and your background and a couple of questions here that kind of go hand in hand. Or Did you have experience with running a business prior to founding Last Object? Um, and then I also would love to know more about your background in design and how that's really accelerated Last Object. Yes, I've, I've been in business before. I've done different things. I feel a very entrepreneurial family. So it, it was very natural for me to create a business very early on, actually while I was studying. And I have a background in digital media and design. And I afterwards took a master's in collaborative designing. That's where I went to design school and have more of the tools that I've been using a lot. 
I feel that both of uh, my actually quite different uh, educations kind of combined have made really strong tools or very, I would say, the combination of what I have of background has made our company very strong in having a lot of different tools to work from. So when we're designing, we collaboratively design a lot. So I would create co-design games and would create a lot of our newsletters would more reflect of asking people, what do you think? Should we, for example, all of our colors are named by our customers. So we oh, really wow. reach out and we really want to, in that sense, design in another way. We don't design in an ivory tower and look down on, you know, how people are, are doing or observing them. We're actually working with them aligned. So we test things for long periods of times. So we have a lot of different ways of involving people in the design process, in the communication process, even in the packaging. That's awesome. My user experience is clearly very high on, on your priority list there. I think that's just excellent. And you can see it, like I, you know, I mentioned earlier, just how you display your products online, how you interact with your audience, like that user experience is there. And I also just love that clean look that Last Object and all its products um, has. I love that uh, your customers name the the colors you said, right? That's that's awesome. Yeah, it was, and it was very organic, and that's what's mm. so much fun when you when you work with with your customers. Such a this community of people who are want to follow the different product releases. It's it's just it's very strong for us, and it it gives us an edge compared mm-hmm. to if it was just us three making all the decisions. You know, then it would be a makeup swap that made sense for the way I put on makeup and that's Mm -hmm. not it it's making you know sense for the way 50 women put on makeup so I think that's so much stronger and it's really strong when you can put it in your product but also put it and I'm so happy that you can see it on our website because we really do work alongside trying to create this as well as possible yes that's probably one of our forces Uh, it's just excellent and your your mindset and you know you and your founders mindset here that I'm hearing throughout our conversation that's the mindset that that every founder every designer needs to have i just am totally here for it supported 100% i i think that'll just bring you so much success and because you're creating this loyal audience and and once you have that i mean who knows where you can go i yeah the the limit is endless Exactly. And that's also, it's one of the things that we we talked about in the beginning of the interview, that it's something that came very early on. It was a surprise for us that we actually mm-hmm. had this way in, you know, all of these right. people with all these opinions. It was like, amazing. Okay, we can actually really create something <laughs> and get feedback quick. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And that's how you know, also your product is good is the right product because you I was trying to, I was thinking in my head, how do you start creating that audience? And I think that does come from the product itself, from the company's mission, right? Like the actual thing you're designing and selling and giving to your audience. It needs to start with that. And then the audience can come from that. And now it's just a perfect blend of great products, loyal audience. What a, what an excellent company. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. That is so awesome. So where are you hoping to take Last Object? You know, I'm curious of your major goals, future milestones for the business. Obviously, I don't want you to give away any of your your secrets, <laughs> but just interested in knowing where you're hoping to take it. Is it going into more storefronts, just launching more products? The, what's the future of Last Object? 
I think our main mission and our main goal is mm -hmm. to really make a difference. And that means replace single-use items in general. And I think that it's going to take a while, but I hope we really put a dent into the single-use industry. And I, I hope that we can see that some of the numbers will fall. For example, something like Q-tips, the production, it grows every year with 3%. Can we see next year that that's only 2%? You know, can we see an actual mm -hmm. difference in what we're doing that we will start consuming less? I think that's really a goal. And this will, of course, for our company, be us coming out, being in more storefronts, having more products, and being more sharp and improving our pro already existing products so that they make even more of a difference or that they are more durable. So it's everything <laughs> we're working on, all parameters that we can. The fact that you brought it back and answered that question with, it comes back to Last Object's mission, which is to impact the environment in a positive way, reduce the use of, of single-use items. That is, is excellent. Just constantly going back to that mission of how can we make a difference in this world? Again, it's just very clear through your speaking and through our conversation that you want to make a difference in this world. And how can we do that? through our business and what will those numbers look like next year? Let's just keep pushing and pushing and pushing for it and, and just keep driving towards that goal. And where do you see, you know, your future, Isabel's future? Is it, it seems right now you're very dedicated to last object. And I would assume that that is what you're viewing as your future. Um, just interested if you have any other like business ideas? Do you want to leverage your design expertise elsewhere? Or is Last Object really, that's the thing for, for you right now? I think that we we as a team, I think I, when I think about myself, I look at the founders or like, how are we going to move? How are we going to use our, our powers together? Because we really found out that together we can make a really, really big difference. Mm -hmm. So I see us moving in the Last Object brand. And we're probably going to create a lot of products the next couple of years. So, and we're going to start with the bathroom that we've already uh, mm -hmm. have produced some different products for. And then maybe we'll move out of the, I think we're, we're going to take it as it comes. But I think the most, the most important thing for us is not that last object brand has to be on it. We can definitely do something with some, which is outside if right. it makes a bigger difference. Mm -hmm. So if we make a collaboration with somebody or something, then I think that that would also could also be our future if it made a bigger difference. None of us that really are hyper focused on only building a brand or only doing products or only getting in storefronts. I think that we are. And, and that also is a, a huge plus for us. And, and I really, really appreciate being a small team because that makes us very agile. It seems from from what you're saying is that uh, while last object is the thing right now, if something else comes along or a partnership, collaboration, whatever that may be, that empowers and accelerates you towards your mission and goal faster and better, then then you will pivot to that because at the end of the day, it's the mission that that is number one for you and your founders, not necessarily like you're saying the brand of last object. Exactly. Exactly. Excellent. Switching gears a little bit here, I always ask my guests this question very selfishly because I always need some some best practices and tips and tricks in this area, but would love to know from your experience with running a business, balancing 
work, life, family, you know, you're, I believe you just, you just had a baby recently, right? Which congratulations, by the way, on that. (laughs) Um, So balancing all that craziness, what are some best practices that you found to balance all that? Just some, some tips and tricks you've learned along the way. I would really love to hear what your other guests have answered because (laughs) I actually, I, I don't, I think it's really hard. Honestly, I think that it is such a challenge, uh, much more challenging than designing or working. <laughs> but to balance your career and, and your dream and also your family and friends and having everything align, I think is very, very difficult. I myself have a very supportive uh, husband. I think that I can really, really come forth with that. And we've always been in business in my family, in my close family together. And I think this is having this support and having this openness to take your work home and take your home to work, you know, having that balance and having that possibility. I think my baby and my baby boy that I have for well almost four months ago now, he came to the office after he was a couple of weeks. <laughs> And it, and it was it was just such a a huge thing for me and and he's my first and I think that it's been a complete joy and amazing that I can of course use all my awake time with him but that I can take him to work and that mm-hmm. I can take my home or my work home uh, has really made me able to balance the two and it's of course a little extreme now and it will be different in mm-hmm. when he gets older but I think that's a very positive and I think that's a that's a really nice thing to do. Yes, definitely. I love how you stated you can bring work to home and home to work. That's something that that hasn't come up in these episodes yet and I I think the value there is so high of being able to just like you're mentioning, you know, bring your baby to work and and then also maybe being able to answer some emails while you're home or if you need to solve a, a crisis really quickly. Like it doesn't have to be just put in these solid boxes where you cannot talk about work at home and and you cannot talk about your life at work. That blend is so important and being able to transition smoothly from from one to the other. I think that is yeah, very valuable and really helps with that balance. Exactly, it does. It yeah. does. And 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 you have to have the acceptance at home to mm-hmm. take your work home, but you also need acceptance at your workplace that it's okay that you can that you can bring your your child yes. or that you'll you'll come in a little bit later because you're going to pick up or send off some of the kids to right. one or the other. So I think that's just very, very strong. And, and also just having, I feel that especially the last couple of months, having such a huge support network at home, being able to help me take care of my child, I think that also is, is really, really important. Mm-hmm. I completely agree. Yeah, I think it all comes down to just being able to be your true self because as we're saying, you're not one or the other, right? You're not work, just work, and you're not just your personal life. You're you're clearly both. So how can you exactly. just yeah, be yourself in both areas? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so my last big question here for you, Isabel, is in this moment, what is your proudest accomplishment? Now, this can be related to last object or not at all, just when I ask you that question, what's the first thing that comes to mind of what is your proudest accomplishment? Oof. Okay, well, okay, I'm very colored by just having my baby, I mm-hmm. think, <laughs> because it's so recent, and it was such a huge experience, and I know that people tell you, you know, your kids are going to be such a 
wonderful part of your life and mm-hmm. you would never want to not have them or not have that experience even though it's hard but I think that I've really had a baby with our company and and I really had a hard time putting that aside to have this wonderful baby boy but this as soon as he came I think after giving birth I think that moment and I was very euphoric <laughs> but that moment I was very very yeah excited I think mm-hmm. I was I was at the level of excitement as when we launched the or when we had a successful first Kickstarter with Last Swap. It was like those two hours where everything just like rolled and and getting him I think that was the whole merge of those two experiences actually. I think mm-hmm. have been the most amazing experiences in my life. Yeah. You're you're two babies. <laughs> That's We're two awesome. babies. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> the yeah, can, of it. yeah. Right. Congratulations on your baby and being a a mother while running this business and launching in this business I I could imagine there were some hardships there but also some wonderful wonderful times and I I'm really looking forward to seeing you know where where your future takes you and and the future of last object as well um I will definitely be be following along all the way thank you yes we me too <laughs> <laughs> yes <laughs> I don't know where we are in a year so I'm excited right. to see yeah, no, exactly. Awesome. Awesome. Well, thank you again so much, Isabel, for speaking with me today and would love for you to shout out Last Object. Where can people find you and Last Object? What are those social media handles and the website, etc.? Yes, website, lastobject.com. And the same with our Instagram and Facebook. Uh, I would really follow our Instagram. I think that is something that we've really been successful with. And that's also Last Object and Last Swap. We have both accounts. That's where you can find us and be updated with all our different launches. Um, and we'll have a lot of them in the coming months. So uh, that's where you can find us. Yay, I'm excited. And again, I can't plug Last Object's Instagram enough. It is a beautiful Instagram. You want it on your feed just for the the beautiful photos and, and content. So definitely <laughs> check out Last Object. And thank you so much again, Isabel. I really enjoyed our conversation. Me too. It was wonderful.